Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 77 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and... Chafed. <laughs> I was going to say shy. Ooh. Mine's kind of about a shy guy. But we'll get into that later. Talking what? about Mario Party? Wait, why are you chafed? Just working a lot. <laughs> Um, um, but before we get into these longer stories, let us catch you up on some news that you might have missed throughout the week, uh, because that's the only thing we're good at. We're not even good at that. So, David, do you want to start? Yeah, I got three. three. Yeah. Uh, so we all know, uh, Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. Oh, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah. no. This is your fair warning. You've got enough time now to plan. Oh, no, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> um, so Burger King... My beloved Burger King, the king of all burgers. Nightmare Burger King, Nightmare oh, Whopper. I wish they'd bring it back. Um, Got to wait till next October. Burger King will let you trade a photo of your ex for a free Whopper this Valentine's Day. That is the creepiest shit I've ever heard. I always keep around a photo of all my exes. Can I get 13 hamburgers? What does that mean? Oh, oh, it's just like helping you let go. of like It's like, you know, like, oh, you want to like... Because most people in movies I've seen, you're supposed to throw it in a trash can that has a small fire inside of it, right? So I've, I've got a little a more. Or two. I've got a little more information about this, and it's actually a promotional thing for that uh, the Birds of Prey movie. Oh, uh, because she's cutting the Joker out of her life. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in a picture with Jared Leto, and then they're like, this isn't your ex. And I'm like, or, or better, a picture of Margot Robbie. I'm like, she's totally in my league. That's yeah. my ex. No, like, no, no. We, we definitely dated. We dated. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We... It still trips me out that I'm pretty sure she's younger than me. Uh, she doesn't look like it. Yes. Well, but... you look really old. I know, I look like shit. They should have. They should have named renamed that movie instead of Birds of Prey, starring David. You'd call it uh, Crow's Feet. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking old bitch. <laughs> Cre- creaky knees. <laughs> but mine was like a bird pun. Yeah, I know. You're you're much more wittier than I am. <laughs> oh, wittier is beautiful this time of year. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Okay, well, that's crazy. Can I bring a picture of my current girlfriend while she's standing next to me? <laughs> and then Burger King has to tell her that we're breaking up? <laughs> That'd be one way of really getting getting out of a sticky situation, it's, I It think. would be a cool way. And I'd be like, hey, I'm going to give Imagine you that poor employee. <laughs> my Whopper. I'll give you the pickles. Why are you freaking out? <laughs> Here. I always hated the pickles. <laughs> she does. This is why it's not working out. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of Whoppers, I have another... <laughs> <laughs> a serial pooper arrested after police catch her defecating in parking lot. But the best part about this is, what state did it happen in, David? California. Massive two shits. Oh, my God. I, I was really expecting it to be another Florida one, but no. that's ten times better. It's Massachusetts, which we all on this podcast we know is a massive two shits. Not against that state at all. Just funny. Because I po- can't speak. Just a fun. Yeah, David can't say I won't it. even attempt to say it the right way because I'm afraid. But I have a little... I have a little gift for you david mm, i love gifts T- today it's not known as massive two shits 
It is known as massive eight shits. Eight. Because eight different times, this 51-year-old lady, Andrea Grosser, Gross. shit in this parking lot. And they caught her. Was it always the same parking lot? Yeah, it was the same Boy, parking that's, lot. That's in, not smart. In front of like the same kind of store. And I guess she, they thought it was like an animal at first, but then they started finding like toilet paper near it. And they're like, oh, okay. What's the going wolves on? are getting smarter. <laughs> oh, those goddamn Charmin bears coming out of the woods. They want the thicker ply now. Um, but basically. <coughs> Yeah, I'm getting sick of this fucking shit. Um, basically, they thought it was an animal, and then they ended up like doing a little stakeout, caught her, and then she said, she said she was getting a little stakeout. If you know, could you imagine like this is too gross? You imagine just trying to become like deputy or something? You've been working your ass off as a as a, a police. She's officer. working her ass off seriously. But imagine just being like a cop, like waiting for your big bus, like waiting for that murder case to you for it to crack open, like get all that recognition. They're like, yeah, you're on shit duty tonight. You're like, oh, what does that mean? Like, no, you're literally going to sit in the parking lot and wait for an old lady to shit on the road. Well, apparently she was like a nanny. And then she said that she she has IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, which Mm -hmm. is a real thing. Don't laugh at it if you do have it. Well, you wouldn't laugh enough if you did have it. Don't laugh at it if you don't have it. Yeah. Um, But she said that she had to pull over, but it like happened eight fucking time so she it's really like likes that a lot now you're like getting to think like maybe you should plan a little bit better and um yeah she said it like wasn't bring malicious. a bucket she just, <laughs> she just she just didn't plan well enough i guess and then the the lady who owned like the parking lot or like the store or whatever said i'm so happy they arrested her i have no idea who she is this has been ongoing she has defecated quite often over here there's nothing more disgusting coming into your parking lot in the morning and seeing a pile of human excrement oh I, oh, yeah. I thought it said a seeping pile. It just says a pile. Steaming? Oh. Steaming. Well, let them know not to move to uh, Portland. Why? You got lots? Don't move to Seattle. They got. Don't it, move to New York. Any Every, metropolis. Right? I mean, LA is not too bad. No, it's uh, all downtown. Yeah, but like I know in, at least when I lived in Portland, it'd be like you'd be walking into one of those little storefronts and they were like – just be a big old whopping pile of shit. <laughs> and you could always tell. You You're know like... you know when that came from a human. <laughs> the same reason why birds know when it's time to jump out of the nest and learn how to fly. You know when it, you see a human shit. <gasps> I didn't tell you. I didn't tell uh, you what I saw. It I'm was... excited to do this on the podcast. It, what did you see? Was... Now that we're talking about human shit, what did you see? It was worse. We're uh, Katie and I were walking in Worse than Hollywood. human shit. Okay. Continue. It, Katie and I were walking through Hollywood, and there was a pigeon that look it was missing its whole front and it looked like a human being had eaten it raw oh so it was not alive it was completely dead it was on its back and it like you could see it was just like bones and feathers but like not like an animal it was like too neat like it looked like somebody like cut it was or like ripped into with its teeth i don't know it was the craziest thing ever but i didn't see it i almost stepped on it and katie's like oh my god and i saw it and i went holy shit did you I- give it cpr mouth to mouth i think the most alarming thing about this story is I not directly that- into its lung from <laughs> I, the chest was open the most alarming thing about that story you just told me was not the fact that it appeared that a human had bitten the chest off of a pigeon and eaten it like cleaned its bones yeah the most alarming thing was how excited you were to tell me well <laughs> We're talking about interesting stuff you find on the sideback, <laughs> right? You think if I trade that for a Whopper, they'd be okay with it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know neither, but you, we'll find you, out. You can cook it. And you can, you it's can lob good it. meat. You can lob it like a hand grenade onto the grill. 
I bite the head off and fucking throw it over the counter. Fire in the hole. Oh, okay, you go. My turn. Avocado crime soars as Mexican gangs turn focus from opium to green gold. Honestly, they're expensive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much opium is. How much is opium a a a, a, a fistful? A fistful of opium might be worth their life, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just surprised. That, I mean, maybe opium's harder to make. Avocados might be easier, but like they're getting up there. Especially got the organic. Oh, well, once you get that, I and you know, organic? man, you put that sticker on anything. You put on an iPhone, organic iPhone, eight thousand dollars. <laughs> It's true. It's an iPhone five. It's organic. It's eight, gluten. Eight thousand. It's gluten free. Put it to your ear. You can Can you hear gluten? I didn't think so. Hey, meth is gluten free, right? It's true. <laughs> meth is gluten free. Everybody. I love when they put gluten free <laughs> on shit that like is clearly a bottle of water. Ex- yeah, like root beer, like root beer and a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> root beer, your favorite combination. Yeah. No gluten. Um, but fuck, uh, well now the car, okay, I might join the cartel, you get a good, good deal on avos. Hey, you want to, you say that once. You call them avos or cados? What's the, what's the abbreviation on that one? Avo, I think. I'm gonna call them cados. I think we should make it a thing, cados. <laughs> anyway, um, this next thing I got here is also food, as man tried to seduce undercover officer with chicken Alfredo. Oh. Was good. that his stripper name? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Read that man. again as if it's his stripper name. Okay. Man tries to seduce <laughs> undercover officer with chicken Alfredo. <laughs> that's his that's his gimp's name. That's his stage name. It's like in uh in uh Pulp fiction. Yeah, when when he opens it, get out of here, chicken Alfredo. <laughs> Comes out. He sounds like you're like a bucket of chicken, Alfredo. Um no. This guy apparently it's a little – I read the, the headline first, and it was funny, and then you get into the details, and you're like, oh, uh-oh. But this 23-year-old guy named Albert Maru- Maruna, um, he got caught in a sex sting because mm. he was trying to talk to a 15-year-old boy online. Ooh. and he's, he, But he was actually talking to an officer, and he said he planned to bring the trifecta. And when I say the trifecta, this is the – Hold ho- on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Holy tr- you know one of them. I think I know at least two of them. Okay. You know Chicken Alfredo. Oh, then I think I know all three. Okay, what are the other two? Weed and wine coolers. No, that would no? have been good, though. <laughs> Maybe some whipped cream. No, this guy is a chicken Alfredo guy. That's a different breed of person, okay? Yeah, that's true. He's a pigeon Alfredo guy. Yeah. No. <laughs> Putting chicken in your pasta. What's wrong with you? Um, He wanted to bring Sprite. Okay. Which goes great with Dirty Sprite or just LeBron just Sprite. James Sprite? Just Sprite. McDonald's Sprite? Not cranberry. That shit hits different. And lubricant. Mm, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I I was thinking, yeah, okay. No, 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 you were on the right track. I would have guessed wine coolers. Mm. Maybe some like lemonade wine coolers or or no, they always offer the lemonade. Can I get you some lemonade? <laughs> you know they had one of those stings up the street from my house when I was like in high school. I don't doubt it. You're it, from the streets. It's from Petaluma. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Pe- uh Chris Hansen, Petaluma. Oh, really? Yeah, it happened uh the the sting house was up the street from my house. You see that thing about that? There's some like YouTuber who's a huge piece of shit who's a real creepoid, and I guess he got busted for like talking to underage girls that were fans of his YouTube channel or something like oh, that. Oh, is it Onion? Son? Yeah, that guy. Or what's his name? I don't. I don't. <laughs> everybody calls him Onion Boy, but I don't know what his actual name is. It's but called like Oionson uh, or something. Yeah, it's something like, like an that, anime thing. But he he recently appeared in court because he had to. Uh, 
He got I, – I watched like a little doc on him. Okay. Well, I just saw recently he went to court to get a restraining order. Um, he was getting a restraining order? No. He had to like overturn one that he set on someone because he accidentally put a restraining order on the wrong Chris Hansen. Oh, <laughs> fuck. He was trying to put a restraining order on the Catch a Predator Chris Hansen, but I guess he somehow it happened that he put it on some random dude named Chris Hansen. I think Chris Hansen showed up to that guy's house. I wouldn't doubt it. There's something about like him – like his he said his girlfriend lied to him and he says like we can get back together if you get tattooed like liar on like your back you have to get yeah, he's insanely abusive and a huge piece of shit and from he all said like i'm gonna lock you in the basement with like a chain around your neck and i was like oh my god yeah so don't date him yeah he's a creep stay away with anybody who offers you chicken alfredo on the internet or their name is onion yes so i got one more news story do it gritty does not hold back Plays lockdown defense in basketball game against nuns. Oh, wait, what? So Gritty, um, if you're unfamiliar in the sports world, Gritty is the mascot for, I believe it's the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about this. That's a crazy looking motherfucker, right? Yes, he is a huge orange, like, I guess you could say he looks like an orange Bigfoot if you had to, like, put a... I he think looks so. like an alien, kind of. No, he's he's just really covered in hair. He's got huge, crazy eyes. Um, but he's he's one of the most yeah Philadelphia Flyer mascot. His name's Gritty, and he's one of the like notoriously obnoxious um, Wait, mascots. Wh- what are the Phillies mascot? The thing, right? What is it called? The green thing? Is it the fucking nose? It's what's um, that thing called? Uh, that is the from, Phillies, right? Yeah, from It's Always Sunny, they did things about him. Yeah, that mascot's the... They have, Philadelphia has the weirdest mascots. I mean, they're cool. I like them. I actually like that more than like... The Philly Fanatic. Fanatic, yeah. It looks like a... Um, he looks like Hubert. Hubert. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And, yeah. But bigger, with a belly. I'm trying to think of who NFL's biggest mascot is. I know the Suns. Or not the Suns, but the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Their mascot's pretty good. He's like a coyote. Oh, that's cool. There's a really good video of one time the, the ball the ball went out of bounds and like hit him and his eyes came off that were like Velcro <gasps> oh. and he like fell over and he like tried to put them back on but they like They're weren't all really wonky. on right. They're on like sideways and he was like spinning that's around. Fun. Look, I gotta love the mascots. That is fun. I mean, Damn. no one will ever beat the Oregon Duck. That's just my opinion. I'm a little biased. Mm. My alma mater, University of Idaho, we had Joe Vandal, and he was the only mascot I knew that would make small children cry. We had a 50-year-old guy who had a tan that ran around dressed like an Aztec, and it was controversial. I don't don't like that. It was controversial. No one liked it, actually. I don't like when mascots are, like, humans portraying, like, historical or, like, you know, people. Also, the guy like looked like he would be the first dead Aztec on the field. You're like, what? You, You don't look fit at all. You're, like, 50... And you know, like the he's like one of those tiny guys, a big, big chest, big shoulders. And he yeah. just walks around, and you're like, he's sucking it in all the time. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. It looks painful. Like he, he just he does his job to talk to uh, to talk to college girls. I think. Yeah. So he's weird, but sorry if you're that guy if you're listening to this. <laughs> so but, they don't have a college student like a cheerleader doing it. No. They just have a an old a fucking what's his, old. Guy. What's his name? Old guy. No, David. I mean like. David Stokes. Fuck you. What well, I mean, like every you know, there's all the mascots have a name. What is the Aztec name? Alan the Aztec. No, I don't. Even, I think it's like too insensitive. Like they're just trying to hold on to the Aztec, uh, the Aztec logo. I think they don't want to name him now. Oh, Montezuma. Oh, Montezuma. I guess it. Yeah, Montezuma. This dude doesn't look fifty. This guy looks like 
Well, could, they probably change him out. Fifty-year-old guy probably died. Everything I'm seeing, he's a, a fit young gentleman. Okay, then they got a new guy. And he's blowing into a seashell. <laughs> That's what they do. He looks like he could kill many people. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, but before we do, we got to tell you about some coffee. And we're talking about Spring Hill Jack coffee. It's the best coffee in the game. You guys know. If you guys have been listening to this, you know it. We don't have to tell you. It's good coffee. It's Just great coffee. drink the fucking coffee. Fucking drink the coffee, motherfuckers. I'll fucking find you. We'll force this hot coffee down your throat. If you don't like coffee, you're no friend of mine. <laughs> there you go. So drink Spring Hill Jack. Drink Spring Hill Jack because mm-hmm. it's the greatest in the game. And you could put that on my grave. It will. And when I get murdered by that 50-year-old Aztec. Okay, well, I think we're... Um, I think we're oh, springhilljack.coffee. Oh, yeah, if you didn't catch that... Springheeledjack.coffee. There we go. Okay, let's get into these stories real quick. Now, David, do you ever get tired of the hustle and bustle of the world? You know, like paying your taxes, feeding your pets, paying your pets to do your taxes? Well, first of all, I don't do my taxes. And second of all, my dog eats what he finds. (laughs) Probably pigeons. (laughs) Was it a kuma-sized bite? (laughs) You gotta fight the people, though, for that one. Well, one man thought to himself... I'm done with all this TikTok and Club Penguin. I'm going to take a break for a little while and go on a hike. Well, that hike turned into 27 long years, and it also turned into an amazing story and legend, as this is the tale of Christopher Knight, the Hermit. So a lot of you might be thinking, Christopher Knight... Is this Knight- guy that lives underground and smokes poop? <laughs> no, that's my dad. <laughs> No, hey, no. your dad was a, an amazing guest. Don't you say that? I don't know an episode that slander. was. You guys go check that. I love my dad. I love your dad. What do I think? I, I got my His shoes are gone. <laughs> no, they're in the back of my car. God damn. Anyway, um, <laughs> where do you think I got that poop smoking addiction from? <laughs> anyway, it's genetic. It's genetic. But you might be confused because Christopher Knight is also Greg on the Brady Bunch. Not that Christopher Knight though. Who's the middle one? That's Greg. Bobby. Greg. Uh, you know, I Frank. as a child, I watched a lot of the the movie they did, like the the most recent one that I feel like was had obviously recasted. It had Ben Stiller's wife as uh, Marsha because everybody loves Marsha. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's right? just about as far as I remember. I know the dad was a total creep in real life, right? I think so. I think he was kind of a Bobby. Um, fuck, why can't I find the stupid middle kid's name? Pretty bunch middle son. What's his name? Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's uh, a Peter in there. Peter's the middle one. Okay, so Christopher Knight is the actor who plays Peter, but it's not him. It's a different Christopher Knight. Okay? So let's get into the story. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm not I interested. Guess, huh? So the year was 1986, and Christopher Knight was 20 years old living in Boston. 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 Massachusetts. Is that where Boston is? You're I'm kidding. So I'm funny. kidding. Okay. Um, he was installing alarm systems in homes and vehicles. It was a Friday, just like any other Friday, and Christopher had just finished another hard week of work. But this Friday felt different for Chris. Chris had an idea, and that's all it was to him, just an idea. So Chris went to his boss, collected his paycheck, and quit his job. Chris then got into his car and began driving south down the east coast of America. 
Chris wanted to be alone. He had no friends, no interests in uh, no interest in his coworkers, and was not even very close to his family either. So he began driving for days, eating fast food uh, and staying at the cheapest motels he could find. Eventually, he found himself deep into Florida. So, what do you do when you're deep into Florida? You wrestle some gators. You turn around. Oh. <laughs> no, he turned around and began driving back up, uh, watching the world go by through his windshield. So this guy basically had a mental breakdown. Okay. But he's... But I was like, about to say, I did not, that a lot. Not really. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can just when drive I, when to I, Florida to turn no, around. No, when I turned like 16, you know, driving a car, I'd, I would just like drive with no destination just to be driving. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... You're I right. definitely wouldn't drive cross state. There but. is, yeah, there is like therapeutic elements to driving. I do like driving too. When yeah. I'm like cruising, I, I love driving. People always complain about traffic and shit. And I'm like, I love being in my car. Me too. I just like bumping music and mm-hmm. you know getting them airflow and mm-hmm. throwing on some shades, cutting people off, hitting, hitting pedestrians. I've got a carton of eggs. <laughs> I just I open up that sunroof. I just lob it up. <laughs> I see how high I can throw it and see where it lands. I thought I was bad when I got the people behind me with like my windshield. You know when you spray the water and you can see it hit. You Are see you one of those passive wipers? aggressive people that just do that when people <laughs> piss you off? No, but I want to now. Um, so as he drove, he listened to Ronald Reagan on the radio speak of the Chernobyl disaster. Oh, he wasn't J- spinning discs? No. He now this song comes from. Talk radio. So he was listening to Ronald Reagan talk about the Chernobyl disaster and just en- just enjoyed the time alone with himself. That's when the realization began to take hold. Christopher decided right then and there that he enjoyed being alone rather than in the company of others. Chris would say that interacting with others was frustrating and that meeting new people felt like a collision. So Christopher decided... It's a good description. <laughs> a collision? Yeah. So Christopher decided that he would become a hermit, living alone away from others. So a lot of people thought that the Chernobyl disaster had a lot to do with him uh, becoming a hermit, but he claims. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were trying to say that the the. I thought you were trying to say the disaster happened because of him. No, 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 no. But people are saying that, like, oh, he became a hermit because of this disaster. And he's like, no, it was unrelated. Like, yeah. So um, that was just one of the myths that I wanted to bust. Boom, myth busted. So Chris kept on driving north and eventually found himself in Maine, where he grew up. On his way, he would drive by his house, uh, his childhood home, not slowing down, uh by what damn it um not not slowing down but saying one last goodbye to his family in the form of a glance out his driver's side window he drove until he was nearly out of gas taking small road after small road after trail until he was deep into the remote woods of maine um, up past Moosehead Lake, if anybody knows where that is. Um, oh, I love Moosehead Lake. Where, it's very you know, naturey up there, apparently. You know, right, right in the springtime. That lake. You know, you're not going to go dipping, but God, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's crystal clear. You can see through it just like a moosehead. You can skip a rock, and you can see where that rock lands. You can go right out there, and you pick that rock up. And you say, you know what? I can get another bounce out of that. <laughs> Swim to the middle of the lake. So... Chris then parked his gasless car off of a trail and tossed his keys into the center console. He had a tent, a backpack, a change of clothes, some camping supplies, and a little food, but no compass or map. When he stepped into the woods and began to walk, he did not 
he didn't oh I'm, i messed that up too but whatever so he did not have a compass or map when he stepped in the woods and began to walk perseverance he did not come prepared because it was not something that had ruminated with him for a while this adventure was a thought chris had while driving and now he was acting upon it so literally he didn't think about this he was like i'm gonna quit my job i don't like working there and then he's like I might just go live in the woods okay. while he was driving to Florida. So he didn't stop and pick up anything. Just like what he had in his car is what he was bringing. You know, I had this conversation um, on the Super Bowl day when we were all together having fun watching Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about something like similar where like people were just like building things. And I was like, I've always thought about like if you just went to the middle of nowhere and you just built a shelter to like live in, like legitimately like built like a, like a, basically a home. Like, yeah. Like Lincoln did. Sure. With his log cabin. Yeah, that's a different time. What was that, the 80s? That's when it... <laughs> and, but it's like, how long would it take if you just went out into the middle of the woods and you just, like, log, you pulled in a bunch of fucking cinder blocks or whatever? You, like, built a home. Oh, with cinder block home? I don't know. But you're like, going to be cold. <laughs> but how long... Well, if you're in Florida, how long would it take... Or, like, would anybody ever just be like, like you, you can't... You can't just live here like this. You don't own this like this place. Like you. Oh, they'll find leave. you. They'll find you eventually. But I'm just like, how long would that take? Sometimes it'll probably like a month, especially if you're like trucking in stuff. They'll probably notice. But like, just if, act like you belong. If you're just, <laughs> that doesn't. Work I'm a for ranger. It doesn't work for everything, David. <laughs> I'm a ranger. Don't hey, don't look at me. I'm just starting a forest fire. Don't fucking come at me right here, okay, guy. So um, he had a quote saying, I can't explain my actions. Um, I had no plans when I left. I was thinking – I wasn't thinking of anything. I just did it, which I kind of envy a little bit. He's like a Nike athlete. I envy those people who are just like, I'm going to go on vacation by myself. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Really? I feel like I'm very extroverted, but I really sometimes just don't want to be like – making friends on the bus in belgium being like so what do you guys do i mean no one said you had to make friends well you know what i mean you could wear a tweed suit and travel you could be a hermit i guess so the first thing christopher wanted was to get truly lost in the woods he began walking through the wetlands and bogs looking for a new place to call home he moved up towards the ridges of the wilderness to stay out of the swamps for the most part he would camp in one spot for a week usually or or a week or so in his tent, then he would continue uh, and move south. At this point, he was truly lost and was completely content with this with the choice he made. So even when he became lost, what he wanted to do, he didn't have any regret. He wasn't like, "Fuck, I think I made a mistake." He's like, "This is what I want. I yeah. like this." And imagine just walking deeper and deeper into the woods south after camping for a week. Getting up, moving, camping for a week, moving, camp like you yeah. really do lose your orientation after. Oh, easy, like, yeah, very easy. So, but he was kind of like uh, he was more of a naturey guy, so like he could tell like when the sun was setting, that's the west. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm like I can know how to get to like you know civilization from here. But you just get a compass tattooed on your arm. You yeah. always know which way is north. <laughs> you got to come with a mossy rock and just <laughs> carry it with you. Yeah. So one thing he was not content with though was his hunger. Without any planning, Christopher didn't know where his next meal would come from when he was out of, of the food he brought into the woods. He was a skilled hunter and angler, but he did not bring a gun or a fishing rod. The woods he traveled through also didn't have much of a food source in the form of fruit trees besides the occasional berry bush. Eventually, what's so funny about a berry bush? It's just a funny combination of words. Berry bush. Berry bush. <laughs> Eventually, he caught a break and hit a paved road where he spotted what, David? 
a berry bush. <laughs> it's the it's the dead it's the road berry bush. No, it was roadkill. Oh yeah, mm, pigeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, <laughs> this is kind of working out perfectly. They didn't say what kind of roadkill it was in the story, but and he probably doesn't remember. It's twenty seven years ago. I mean, once it gets flattened enough, there's no way to tell. Well, this is exactly what I was gonna say is they. But you know what they say? All roadkill tastes the same when you decided to become a hermit and live in the woods for the rest of your life. You know? Yeah. You know how it all tastes the same? So also, since he didn't have a stove or the ability to start a fire in the damp environment, he ate the sob raw. Mm. Mm. With a side of jelly beans. Oh, maybe I like it raw. <laughs> pigeon chest um he knew that this wasn't sustainable tasty or healthy so he decided on a different source of food christopher would sometimes come across gardens of houses backed to the woods but due to his pride and strict moral compass he would not steal any of the vegetables waiting just in arm's reach I would snatch those puppies up. You take one or two. Yeah, right. Like, no one's gonna notice it. Like, who's counting their carrots? I mean, like one dude even. Right? Well, that's the thing, though. If you run into one person that is counting their carrots, that's the one person you don't want to be taking them carrots it's from. True. Take it some buckshot in that booty. That's why you gotta pretend you're a rabbit. How do rabbits eat carrots? What's that? We gotta Back? get real low to ground. You, you gotta, gotta knock out all of your teeth except for your front. Maybe even just one at this point. <laughs> and then you got to take a chisel and you got to work that one middle one so it looks like two small ones. I was going to say maybe dress up like a like a lady and then go, what's up, Doc? And oh, then try like to really, trick like, Elmer Fudd into a nice kiss. Like obviously bad. Like well, obviously like a bad disguise. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway, Christopher like was... Like a pilot? <laughs> so Christopher was able to hold out for about... 10 days before the before the strong will to survive overcame his morality and he began to snap off Mima's corn and mm. pluck grandpa's grand, <laughs> pluck I have it written right here pluck grand pepper's peppers <laughs> I hope you're happy David I'm really happy it's just instinct to say grandpa but yeah I'm going to sleep with a smile Mima's corns and and pluck grand pepper's peppers um, in those first couple of weeks as well, uh, harsh weather was a factor, and Christopher found himself desperate, uh, which is when he decided to break into his first home and spend the night. Although this cabin was unoccupied during the winter months, Christopher found it extremely hard to sleep that night due to the fear of being caught, which made it uh, a miserable experience, apparently. And Chris swore that after that night, he would never try to stay the night in a house again, no matter how bad the weather. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who's literally living in the woods because he has horrible anxiety meeting people. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine the anxiety he was going through in that house, like being afraid of being caught. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, that must suck. I mean, he now he's probably sleeping in – Maine's not warm. Yeah. So he's probably dealing it, with yeah, it. Yeah, I guess it's not. I don't know. I've never been. I don't know much about it. Oh, it's very north. It's coastal state right it's coastal and north yeah it's very cold i think so as as he continued to walk south he realized that the new location he found was much warmer and more comfortable than the northern parts like we were talking about Mm -hmm. he had just come from so he decided to try and lay down some roots after some trial and error he would go on to find a clearing just beyond some boulders that was rough enough that hikers and hunters could not easily get to it so he began to go to work he would rig up tarps for shelter, find uh, ways to catch rainwater for drinking, and devise ways to walk through the woods without leaving tracks. So he didn't want anybody finding this at all. Yeah. Um, you think? You think? 
go into the rainiest place in the world. You set up a big old tarp, catch all that rainwater, you start bottling, you start selling it at Whole Foods rainwater. Oh. $60 a, a 12 ounce bottle. Oh. That baby's going to fly off the shelves. Gluten free. Gluten free. Well, you're from Oregon. Rainwater. Why don't you capitalize on this? Um, that's what I'm saying. That's how we can fund this fucking podcast. Make it happen, Captain. <laughs> So, his new home was built and was relatively good. Besides the cold besides the cold nights when Chris would have to pace inside the tent to stay warm at night. That sounds fucking miserable. Yeah. Oh my god. There was still one issue though. Food. Chris did not want to interact with people, which he felt would defeat the whole purpose. But he did have another idea. As he walked through the woods, he would notice that cabins on the border of the forest sometimes would leave their windows open even when they were not there. He also noticed how few security measures they had and that the woods gave him great cover to possibly sneak in and grab some food. These factors, along with a summer camp nearby with a stocked pantry, he knew that stealing food was his best bet for survival, which honestly, you you really can't sustain yeah. a lifestyle like that without like a community. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need bodies out there like oh, in yeah. different directions, hunting and blah, blah, blah. And- I grew one potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's a Mr. Potato Head someone buried. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My teeth. Don Rickles. <laughs> Why do you curse me? Anyway, so he's the voice of Mr. Potato Head. If you that's what I that. assume. <laughs> You're like, I don't question your I don't bad care. jokes anymore. <laughs> so the first thing Chris had to figure out was the best time to steal. And he soon began to figure out that everyone had patterns. He would notice that people would leave for day trips or decide to go shopping. But he also figured that the ideal time to steal was deep in the night, midweek, Preferably when it was overcast, best in the rain. A heavy downpour was prime. I'm... Oh, a full moon. You don't want to fuck with a full moon, eh, bud? Well, we talk about a full moon later on, actually. Um, but I just, I just thought it was so funny. I'm like basically telling people the ideal conditions to steal from somebody's house. Yeah. I'm like, you want it real heavy. Hey, we're not telling you to do it. We're just providing information. We're just telling you the ideal. You could Google that if you want. We're just <laughs> throwing it out there. It's true. So, it doesn't matter if you're catching it or not. See, but that's it's harder to trace this and just check your Google history when. That's when, true. When, oh, you've been looking up ideal how to cover footprints with. And a then the Mr. police Potato have head? to listen to our podcast from episode one. They have to go, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> People listen to this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go raid their home. <laughs> so. Chris stayed away from main roads, especially during Fridays and Saturdays, which you could tell were those days by the increased noise near the lake. Chris would also try to steal when there was a full moon to allow more light. But once he realized that police were looking for him, he switched up his patterns as well and began to go when there was no moon at all in the sky, which is actually very smart. He was very aware of, like, the patterns and, like, how police probably like knew his pattern. So he's like, I just need to do completely different stuff now. Another trick he would do, uh, to near, uh, another trick he would do was to neatly do his hair and trim his beard. And what would he trim his beard with? I think he had, he probably stole some seashell. He sharpened. (laughs) He probably stole some scissors. Let's not get ourselves. 
but he would he was do his hair trim he trim his beard and wear clean clothes when uh when he was to embark on a raid in order to reduce any kind of suspicion in in case he was spotted okay. which is actually very smart too you know you if you see like a really dirty guy you're like that's probably the homeless guy that's stealing from people's houses like if you see a guy in a nice collared shirt ooh oh, oh. he had one collared shirt just hanging there that's like in a you know that looks like a good that looks like a good man i think he should come in and have some of this pot roast hey <laughs> Hey, you like pea soup, <laughs> sir? Sir, you like some goulash? Sir, you don't look homeless and like you live in the woods at all. You want to come in and have marry my daughter? Anyway, um, we're worth a lot of money. You guys inherit all of it. You don't have to work a day in your life. Okay, I'm gonna close my eyes. You grab whatever you can hold and run out. I'm gonna give you 15 minutes. I'm gonna close my eyes. You grab what you can hold. Just go. Just go. So it's fine. He had about 100 cabins. All of my guns are over there. <laughs> He had about 100 cabins within walking distance to him that he would hit, along with a summer camp, like I said earlier, and most of the time knew exactly how many steps it took to get to a cabin. When Christopher needed larger items like propane tanks and a replacement mattress, which is crazy, he would uh, he would take a canoe. Now, he didn't have a canoe and knew that if he stole one, it would be difficult to hide it and that the owner would for sure know something of that size was missing, so most, uh, so most likely the police would be called. Instead of stealing the canoes, Chris would go find one on the side of a cabin and borrow it for the day to paddle to a target cabin, uh, where he would switch out his propane tanks and then paddle back and then drop the canoe off before sprinkling some little pine needles on top of it to make it look like it had never been moved. God... This, was he a strong boy? No, he's very skinny, very scrawny, very it's tiny. It's not easy to like fucking carry a goddamn canoe. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think he found out all the like the little tricks of the trade, like how to. Uh... Sometimes he said he would find him up on like uh, saw horses. You know, saw horses. Oh, they're just like uh... Uh, a seesaw. <laughs> I trim my beard with the seesaw shell. So nope, they didn't land. No. Okay, <laughs> cool. I don't care. No, it was just really deep in thought of like. How he managed, he might have done the run and jump, and he got a little, it's all wet up in Maine. He probably yeah. slid down that hill. But no, I think he was just like, he's very outdoorsy, obviously, 27 years. Like, he knew what, what he was doing at that point. But So his main purpose of the canoe was to transport heavier stuff, like the propane tanks. It couldn't be that hard just to like, I don't know. I feel like you were, you spend a few moments a day with a rock. You can be able to knock down a tree. What are you fucking talking about? I'm being about? honest. You find the right sharp rock, you could probably knock down a small, like a, a, a sizable tree that you could turn into some sort of raft. Wood floats, my dude. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think you're talking about that. starting a fire because he Don't did, propane tanks float? I don't know. I've never <laughs> thrown one in water. I thought you were trying to say like you like you could knock down a tree and burn it for fire, but he also said he didn't want to create any. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying you, you too, could you could make a raft fairly easily. I guess he's got a lot of time, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what is he doing with his day besides I stealing? I, I don't. I don't know. You could spend an hour a day just like you know chomping I mean, away at a tree trunk. <laughs> chomping away at a tree. You know trunk. now now I want to do a month in the wilderness just I to think, prove. I think it's much harder to make a canoe than you're giving. It credit to nah gotta get a it's canoe, not that hard. canoe maker on here it's not that hard i could do it so one thing he would never do 
was to break into a place that was occupied year-round. Stating... But he would kill someone, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he would not break into a place that was occupied year-round, stating that it was too far dangerous and way too risky. Chris became so good at this scheme that he literally had keys to some of the cabins. He said that That's ridiculous. He said that some places were left unlocked, but others that were locked he had keys for from previous visits. He would break in, find a house key, and then bury it under a rock somewhere in the backyard to use it at a later date. That's a smart that's a smart idea because if he took it back to his wherever it is, you know, he's living. Which key am I using? Exactly. And, you know, he's – who knows how he could do a labeling thing. Hiding it on the property is a great idea. He's like, oh, wait, I, I peed on each of these keys after eating a different food, but I can't tell which one this is. Is this asparagus or is this Brussels sprout? I can't detect my sense. Is this beef, ra- beef raviolis? Which one is this? The cold, uncooked raviolis? <laughs> Or is this SpaghettiOs? God damn it, I knew they'd smell the same. <laughs> Chris, why are you doing this to yourself? So, as a backup, he did have a lockpicking kit, where I don't know where the fuck he got that, which he used from time to time. He bought off a bear barter. <laughs> a bear that wanders the wooden bars. He's like, bear's like, got a lockpicking kit. He's like, I got Charmin Ultra. And he's like, deal. <laughs> oh, you want something else? I've I got guns. My... I got guns. What do you want? I've been rubbing my ass on this tree. I got little pieces of paper stuck to it. So um, you ever pulled a splinter out of your butthole? <laughs> wow! Um, out of your bear hole? This is—we're uh, not called butts. <laughs> Us as—that doesn't yeah, make I sense. I know, but they don't have cheeks. <laughs> anyway, so uh, like I said, he got a lock picking kit, and um, he would use it, and then would completely lock everything up when leaving, so that no suspicion would occur. But that didn't last long as the residents began to tighten up security. Oh, we're getting into the 21st century, baby. So, as the local residents invested in security upgrades, Knight adapted as well. He knew about alarms from his one paying job, and he used his knowledge to continue stealing. Something, uh, Sometimes disabling systems or removing memory cards from surveillance cameras, he evaded dozens of attempts uh, to catch him by both police officers and private citizens. The crime scenes he left behind were so clean, the authorities um, offered their begrudging respect. This is a quote. The level of discipline he showed while he broke into houses, said one police officer, is beyond what any of us can remotely imagine. The legwork, the reconnaissance, the talent with locks, his ability to get in and out without being detected, it's incredible. People who realize that uh, what Christopher was doing would sometimes actually leave bags of food out that's, for him. That's what I was going to say. It's like... At this point, if I if I live in a neighborhood that there's like everybody knows someone about this. breaking in, I'd just be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to literally just like leave food. Don't break out. in. Yeah, it's gross. And just be like, if, if you need an axe, leave a note. Yeah. I'll, well, I wouldn't give him a murder weapon, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, he hasn't harmed anybody. He's like, you got a canoe making kit? <laughs> fuck it, dude. I'd go on Amazon and I'd go on fucking Craigslist, find him like a shitty little. Paint, paint Chris on the side. Yeah. So, but, for Chris. But here's the thing. So once they he, once they realized what he was doing, they would leave bags of food out for him or a piece of paper and a pen for him to create a grocery list. Well, there you go. Like, Jesus, just... But Chris never took the bait in fear of poss- it was possibly yeah. being a trap. It looks like a sting. Or he did it also just for the sake of limiting his communication with people because like, I think it was like a lot of the principal now too where mm-hmm. he's like, 
I'm living in the woods and not interact with people, and now yeah. I'm literally people going up. People are trying and, to give me shit. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's defeating the purpose. You could do the old trick when you you put the pie on the windowsill to air out, Ooh. but you could just leave a couple of PB&Js to air out for him. You know, a little dirty little hand to come up and grab it. Well, he can't eat pie? Leave the fucker a pie. What? What? What is? Why are you trying to keep Chris from what eating is, pie? What is he going to do with a full-on cherry pie? <laughs> I can think of 10 things he could do with that cherry pie. <laughs> and I know one that I don't want to think I'm gonna about. I'm going to leave him a pie and then a copy of American Pie. Ooh. <laughs> and then a, the, you know and what? a portable DVD player. You know what? Jason Biggs could go live with him, too. I don't care about him. <laughs> T- I'm take gonna, Jason with you. Yeah, take Jason. I'm going to run a stinger. I'm going to run a 150-foot stinger out to the woods. You do it what you want. No one knows what a stinger is. It's an extension cord. Okay, sorry. Don't use your film lingo. On Sorry. So I'm al- sure there's like two people that go, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> so although he was very good at his craft, he didn't like it. Christopher said that every time he would break into a house, he would feel a hot wave of shame wash over him as his heart rate, blood pressure, and adrenaline would spike. He took no pleasure in stealing and would usually only hit the kitchen for food and possibly collected other small items he needed like batteries. But no Photo albums? <laughs> I want to live. Pictures of exes? <laughs> Um, you know, he usually only took like batteries and stuff like that for like his flashlights. That makes sense. But no lights, um, no lights on at all while he was in the house. Um, just a small flashlight around his neck and every raid would last him about two weeks before he'd have to go on another one. Okay. So he would do this about every two weeks, every two weeks. Okay. Cause I was envisioning this, he's like the reverse Santa Claus and he went to every house. So in this 27 years, uh, it's actually, I'll get to it right here. It's at the end of this little sentence. Um, so eventually after 27 years in the woods, Christopher Knight was caught on April 4th, 2013 while burglarizing the pine tree camp in Rome, Maine. Police placed a motion activated camera in the pantry of the summer camp during the off season. The police were notified immediately when he entered and they actually see him on camera. And, uh, they then arrived at the camp and arrested Chris without any struggle. He was sentenced to seven months in jail of which he had already served all but a week while waiting to be sentenced. Um, in addition to the jail sentence, he had to pay $2,000 to the victims and serve a three year probation. After his sentence, he actually ended up getting a job working with his brother, which is kind of nice. And in the end, in 27 years, how many burglaries do you think he performed? Well, you said every two weeks. You do the math? I can't do math. Well, I, it, you know, every two weeks. But 200. Then, I don't fucking know. He did. He said he did a little over 1,000. Yeah. Crazy. So we, we really break. So what? He did how many? How long was his sentence? Well, how long was he in jail? Seven months. Seven months for 27 years of crime is not that bad. No. Well... That's weird saying twenty seven years of crime like he was constantly committing a crime. I guess living he was. I guess living in the woods is a crime. You can't just live in the woods. That's uh shouldn't be a crime. What is that? What loitering. Is, what is, <laughs> loitering on God's land. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's something. So at the time of his arrest, Knight claimed that uh there was only one instance during his twenty seven years of solitude in which he spoke with another human. At some point in the nineteen nineties, he exchanged the word hi with a hiker whom he encountered on a lightly traveled path interesting right that's so crazy to think about like how old are you again i'm 27 so your entire life Mm -hmm. from the day you were born until now you this person lived in solitude 
and said hi to one person. Well, your years get shorter as you live longer, right? It's true. Because one year of your life is your whole life. Two years of your life. Every year is your shortest year. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Relatively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking... That's so nuts. Crazy to think that, like, he said he, like... Look at this big old strong boy sitting across from me right now. That man lived in the woods for that much time. Are you looking at me? Yeah, I'm looking at you. Oh, I was like, is there somebody behind me? So I'll end with this. Knight said he couldn't accurately describe what it felt like to spend such an immense period of time alone. Silence does not translate into words. It's complicated, he said. Solitude bestows an an increase in something valuable. I can't dismiss that idea. Solitude increased my perception. But here's the tricky thing. When I applied my increased perception to myself, I lost my identity. There was no audience, no one to perform for. There was no need to define myself. I became irrelevant, which is so interesting. I know it's really confusing to think about. I had to reread it like four or five times. But he's basically saying that the things we do to like define ourselves and to like, you know, try to find peace and stuff. He's like, Mm -hmm. even that, maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but even that didn't even matter. He's like, I was trying to do something almost for like a society to prove that like, look, I found silence, but he's like, it doesn't matter what I think or what I say. Like I'm, I'm not sharing this with anybody. Like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he's doing it for himself, not for other people. Yeah. But he's like, it doesn't, I'm irrelevant. Like even my thoughts are irrelevant. Like they're not being shared with anybody. Why they're just for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I'm telling people that I'm like self-reflecting or it's very, I don't know. It's very like meta and like introspect. I can't even describe it. It must be such a weird experience. Yeah. So disconnected. Such a long time. Yeah. So he said the dividing line, uh, the dividing line between himself and the forest Knight said seemed to dissolve his his isolation felt more like a communion. My desires dropped away. I didn't long for anything. I didn't even have a name. To put it romantically, I was completely free. Um, And then I wanted to end with this as well. Now, this is an extreme story, but I think we can all take a small section from this to possibly separate ourselves from society in a way that makes you feel free. Whether that be turning off your phone for the night or going camping for the weekend, it's never a bad idea to reflect on your own life and find a distinction between what really matters to you and what you think matters. Um, so that's what I kind of wanted to yeah. end on. And then also, this is another very important thing that Chris said. A journalist asked him um, some grand insight revealed to him in the wild, and he didn't really like to talk about it. Like, um, you know, he's very quiet about mm-hmm. most of that stuff. But Knight, uh, when he was asked that about this um, grand insight, Knight sat there quietly uh, for a while, and he eventually arrived uh, at this sentence, which I take to heart. Get enough sleep. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, get enough sleep. So, but yeah, I just think that it's it's also really important to, you know, take a break from like social media. I know oh, a yeah. lot of people say that, but like even just like from societal things, like, um, your job, your, you know, like your career path, your relationships, your hobbies, like sit down and like reflect and actually think about what is important to you and what you, you know, society tells you is important to you. I'm not saying go live in the woods for 27 years, but like really think about it and do what actually makes you happy because this guy 
this made him happy. Yeah. And he like even though he was stealing, he didn't like that part. But he did like being he alone. He had to just survive. Yeah, and yeah. you know, something to think about. It's a good excuse to steal if it's um to stay alive. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. would you steal bread to feed your family? Ooh, yeah. moral quandrum. Why wouldn't I? Quandrum? No. Not a word. Not a word. I'm gonna go live in the forest twenty seven years figure out it's a word. All right. Well I'm gonna start my story here. And uh first off what the hell is going on in Antarctica? <laughs> huh? Tell me, Tobin. What the fuck is happening in Antarctica? Um, they're, they're shoving long pipes into the ground and, like, getting seismic activity or some shit. See, you don't even know. I do know. You don't know. They got some, they got some scientists down there. You know why you don't know? Why? Because nobody knows. Oh, fuck. Trick question. And frankly, it's making me sick. <laughs> it's making me sick how much we don't know about the truth of Antarctica. Antarctica is one of the last remaining unexplored areas on Earth, aside from the ocean floors. But why is that? The people... It's fucking cold. Well, is it? Have you been? Yes. You've been? Mm-hmm. When did you go? Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> today? Today's Thursday. You went two days ago. Now people know we're recording this the night before. Yeah, so what? doesn't matter we make our deadlines <laughs> we make true. our fake deadlines that we set for we ourselves never missed a deadline <laughs> even in antarctica <laughs> but you know why is it that people don't know what's really going on in antarctica huh okay it's not cold is it because the people who run this world whatever type of lizard reptilian they are want us to sit in the dark while they parade around in their perfect health and uh their endless wealth that they have hidden what they have wanted us to believe is an endless land of just cold, pure bitterness. Well, here's the thing. Lizards can't go there, right? But there are many people and many groups of people who have an idea of what's hidden out there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Oh, we've got plenty of these people. Are they mole people? Um, Actually, mole people are, are not a part of this. I mean, they could be out there. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been. Um. Who are these people? I'm, I could guess for days, but I don't think I'm going to guess it. Well, let's start with one of the most reputable groups of humans, the Flat Earthers. Oh, they know what's going on in Antarctica. They do. And I'm sure I don't need to go too far into detail about who the Flat Earthers are. B.O.B. Um, yeah. For most of you guys, uh, Kyrie Irving, for most of you guys who uh, know or who don't know who the Flat Earthers are, they are a group of people who seek the truth of our home's shape, which they believe the Earth is not a sphere like we've been taught our whole lives, but they believe it is more like a radical frisbee that a larger being such as God has yeeted through space and time. <laughs> so You know, before you continue, I love this theory because it doesn't matter even if they're technically right like it doesn't change anything well i just i just love theories that don't matter like exactly it doesn't like you know my favorite theory is that like a lot of hardcore like um like republicans are sometimes saying they're like michelle obama's trans and i'm okay, like yeah and they're like look you can see her penis through her dress and i'm yeah. like if it's she, like everybody thought uh lady gaga was exactly trans. Yeah. and they're like look like she's trans i'm like okay let's just pretend like she is trans okay what if it came out tomorrow she was and what then, does that what does that do exactly that's <laughs> that what i love it's like it literally doesn't change anything <laughs> if you find out the earth is flat you'd be like fuck um okay well we still have to pay for plane tickets because that's <laughs> it's still too far to walk like i don't fucking get it 
Like, it doesn't make sense. You forget about our global tax of the earth rotating. <laughs> we don't have to pay that anymore. You forgot about those fucking hot air balloons tricking us. Those trickers. But, okay, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know, but maybe, you know, they could be right. Regardless, back on the topic at hand, uh, what is it about Antarctica, the Antarctica area, that has the flat earthers so curious? Um, well, it's the bottom of the, why don't they, uh, are they interested in the North Pole too? Or well, are they on the naughty list so they don't like to go they're there? They're big, big old naughty boys <laughs> and girls. Oh, you need a pankin. <laughs> Is that too much? A pankin? A pankin. You talking like, about spankin'? It's like a spankin', but a little naughtier. More painful? More pankin'. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. dip you in panko breadcrumbs. <laughs> so flat earthers <laughs> believe that Antarctica is a uh, a flat plane that surrounds the rest of the world. So they believe that if you take the sphere and you open it up, that Antarctica would be the oh, outer right. boundaries. Whoa! And so okay, they... Wait, I'm, am I becoming a flat earther? Well, so they believe... It's the closest to space. When you open it up from the bottom like that and you flatten out like a big old pizza pie, um, they believe that there is a large frozen wall that holds it all in. So kind of like in Game of Thrones, the... The, the night watch like that big it's ass the wall, wall doggy. the wall they believe that antarctica is actually just an ice wall that keeps everything in whoa very cool i'm actually interested in this right now yes but since you know we're not all able to um see the spectacle because it's being guarded by those nasty liars at nasa N- big big nasa big old nasty nasa has been lying to us <laughs> And they're the ones that are watching the wall and making sure that we don't see it. Do you know why it's? Do you know why NASA actually got its name? Because flat earthers are like, is the Earth flat? And they'd be like, Nah, son. Nah, son. Nah, son. Nah, son. It round. It round. It round, son. So, like many of the ideas today that I'm going to talk about, I can only end with this: that we we truly do not know the truth until we see it with our own eyes. The next idea <laughs> of what Antarctica is, is a beautiful one. And uh, now we're all familiar with the pyramids of Giza. Never heard of them. No. Um, but are you familiar with the pyramids of Antarctica? <laughs> no, they're going to say Mexico. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I talked about that. I think I've, I think I've officially now hit every pyramid. Montezuma. <laughs> So in 2016, an incredible image slipped through our overlords, and the image of a few pyramids in Antarctica were spotted by Google Earth. Not Google Earth. Yeah, they they slipped up big time. They got a car there? I'm sorry? They're driving a car around yes, there? Yes, they drove a car over these spheres. Not spheres, these pyramids. <laughs> you don't even know what, we're, what shape we're on anymore. I don't. Everything, I'm, my mind has melted. <laughs> We're in a fusilli pasta. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> Help me, I'm in a fusilli pasta. But pyramids in a frozen world of Antarctica doesn't make much sense, does it? No. Like, who built them? How did, like, tra- how did they get there? How old are they? How many birthdays have they had? Older than you. Oh, no, not older than you. Well, had they always been there? Has it always been a secret until 2016 when someone had a slip up on that uh, that high ranking, you know, lizard people? How many questions are you gonna ask me? Well, people believe they could have been a hundred million years old, which is, you know, <laughs> is it's, that? Yeah, I, I, well, I to be honest, it's kind of hard to date them when they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. 
whose side are you on at this point? <laughs> but is it possible that they were built by a civilization now frozen over that we didn't know about? Mm-hmm. What did it mean? Huh? Mm. We're thinking about, oh, the ones in the desert, but did we ever think about the ones in the ice? No. <sighs> Can I get some up-close pictures of this? Or we all yeah, got there's g- pictures. Of up-close ones, not just Google? Well... As just like those goddamn cold-blooded reptilian overlords planned to mess with us, reports came out that the photo was just a weird angle of the Ellsworth Mountains in the Heritage Ranges, mm. uh, which sounds like an easy cover-up to make people, you know, forget about it and move on. Mm. You know? So well, it, well, I mean... I mean, is it possible the truth was revealed to us uh, for just a moment before the lizards, you know, snatching it up with their nasty little claws before we could truly discover what remains in the frozen waste? Is it is it crazy to um, to say that maybe mountains are pyramids themselves? It's not crazy at all. <laughs> that's that's not crazy. That's not crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. We should go buy a boat together. No one's crazy here. Let's buy a yacht. <laughs> Let's sell our apartments that we rent and let's buy a yacht. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I see a for sale sign in front of the apartment. Why'd you do that? Go to the pyramids <laughs> in Antarctica. Landlord, you can't sell that place. <laughs> well, like many of these ideas today, I can only end with this. And it is that we will truly not know the truth until we see it with our own eyes. Are you saying that we're going to... Wait, do we... Are you going to surprise me? <laughs> Now, Toby, Toby, what is the consistent trend that everything leads back to? On this podcast or in general? Yeah, just in this podcast. It's the fucking lizard people. Well, pretty close. Same thing. Yeah, I'm talking about those goddamn Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) Now, please, if I go too fast here, let me know. But yes, those goddamn Nazi bastards could be hiding in Antarctica this whole time. Might Shall be, we begin? There might be. Oh, if it's not cold, then <laughs> fuck them. But if it's cold, then that might be punishment enough, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll get into punishment. <laughs> Ooh, are we going to give the Nazis a pankin? <laughs> so after a secret Nazi mission to Antarctica in 1939, it has been widely speculated that the Nazi scum managed to use their resources to build a new and powerful base in Antarctica. But why would they want to do that? Find a place with freezing temperatures to match their dead, cold hearts? Mm. Well, maybe they saw their eventual downfall and decided to go where no one would find them to start anew and build a new army of scientifically super, scientifically engineered super freaks who could jump 38-story buildings and juggle small vehicles. Or maybe there's just a shitty bunker in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of dead, cold, old Nazis. Which would be my preferred outcome. Um, Wait, is this Star... Is it? Do they have a bunch of Snokes there? I mean, the you know the, the fucking Imperial Army was based off of... The, and the Empire. The Empire oh, was based right. off Nazis. I guess you're right. Because huh? they called them Stormtroopers, and Stormtroopers were an actual branch of Nazi really? soldiers. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Isn't it crazy how much, like, supernatural waste of money shit that the Nazis spent money on? They're well, like, that's what's crazy. It's like, like they let's go to Antarctica, and then they got there. They're like, "Why the fuck did we come here?" They really, they really did push boundaries of like weird shit to try to do. That guy was like approving every budget. Yeah, they're like, you know, what? we're out of ideas. Let's try to do some freaky shit. 
You know any witches? Freaky deaky. You yeah. Know, you know Doctor Strange? He's like, let's make a zombie army. And you're just like, and the guy's like, okay, I guess. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, hold these crystals and pray. And the, everyone's like, uh. Don't worry. This will make a great movie in the <laughs> 2000s. <laughs> what was that? Overlord? Oh, yeah. That movie was fucking awesome. In the 2000s. That just came out like last year. We're still in the 2000s, aren't we, technically? Yeah, but we're in the 2010s. Okay. I don't, I, that just sounds dirty. We're in the 2020s, dog. Now we're in the 2020s. Oh, fuck. But oh, 2010s, am I? 2010s just sounded stupid. 2020s sounds cool. 2020 vision, baby. So many also speculated that it was possible that Adolf Hitler himself managed to fake his death and escape before the Germans surrendered in 1945. But he's in Argentina. Well, there's also evidence of... Um, well, hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but did I just fucking drop bombs on you? No, because it's also claimed that a German vessel named a U-boat arrived in an Argentine base in Art Ana- in Art Antica. Well, I kind of like that better. But this happened just two months after the war ended. Mm. So the war was done, and it was believed that on board um, was Adolf Hitler and many of his high-ranking Nazi bitches. And the idea was it was going to secure their safety, taking them to a secret base near the South Pole. But, like, are do you – okay, in this theory, do you agree that it is cold there or you don't agree that it's cold there? Oh, it's cold as shit. So <laughs> – But, you know, I don't know. I've never been. True. Okay. You make a good point. I just want to be able to sleep at night a little bit. So if I, let's just say this theory is true and the Nazis did make it to Antarctica. There's no quality of life there, right? Well, this is all satire. <laughs> oh. So but now we, oh. Will, we will make a grand penguin race. Half human, half penguin. We will fuck all the penguins. You cannot shoot this bottle. <laughs> um, He's so cute. He gets close to you and stabs you. <laughs> So now, obviously, there was a study that was made to debunk this whole theory because if it was the truth, the lizard people would have stopped it at nothing to make sure that we didn't have this information to be common knowledge. Well, they're just jealous because they can't go there because they need heat lamps because they're fucking cold-blooded. Well, we might get into that. Oh, heat lamp. Like many of these ideas today, I can only end with this. And we truly do not know the truth unless we see it with our own eyes. You keep saying that. (laughs) You keep saying, I want to end with this, and I keep thinking it's the end of your story. I'm like, this is a really short story, and then you start up with something new. You need to decide. You can't just say, I want to end with this. That's what I say when I end a story, okay? You're stealing my steez right now, and I'm going to fight you. Now, the end of the story, I, <laughs> I want to address one more possibility of what could be hidden beneath the snow and ice of Antarctica. Potatoes. And that would be a forgotten, lost ancient civilization atlantis many believe that before the harsh cold became inhabitable for humanoids this land once belonged to a great civilization some believe that it could have been the actual resting place for the place we all know as (gasps) atlantis 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 is a where is that well typically it would casino yeah i think it's a casino resort it's both Oh. Fuck that old Atlantis. <laughs> we got gambling with seashells. Each seashell is a thousand dollars. Shave my seashell with a lot of my boys. So typically, it's believed that Atlantis was lost at the bottom of the ocean. Some believe it's simply deep under the ice. 
Ooh. Boys, get your shovels. Now, of course, we moved on for them nasty Nazis, but there is another theory. A theory that I had heard by ear. But with so much research, I could not find anything about the story I heard, which makes me believe that it is the truth, and it's being hidden from us. Oh. And now I can't exactly pinpoint who or where heard this story and how it landed on my lap, but due to the electric and radioactive waves from my overlord reptilian leaders, um, you know, they've been shooting these rays at me to make me lose (laughs) this vital information. (laughs) Is that why you're so dumb? (laughs) So I must share it now before it is completely lost from my mind. To make sure everybody knows about this. But it was believed by few. I'm assuming few because, you know, they're just blasting us with this radiation so we forget. That even in today's world, a golden city rests above the snow and ice. A society of perfect humans, taller, more beautiful, much smarter. Probably not funnier than us. I don't know. They probably don't have humor, but just overall better. And it's believed that they are hiding from our disgusting world on purpose because they don't want to stoop to our level. And many draw Hitler into the connection because of his whole terrible philosophy of like master race, superior race. Mm. And so many people think that Hitler. Eugenetics? What is it called? Eugenetics? Eugenics? Fuck, yes, that's what it is. Fuck, I'm stupid. Obviously, I'm not a part of that. (laughs) So uh, people think that Hitler might have caught you know, wind of this and did survive the war and that he thought, oh, well, the perfect, you know, the perfect race exists. Mm. Then I belong. Like, those are my people because that was his whole fucking thing. I would love to watch him. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Let me finish what I'm I'm saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I almost wish he did find them so they could look at him and say, ew, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And either kill him or watch his body implode into a black hole of sadness after being declined (laughs) from... This perfect society. I like how they sound like valley girls. Yeah. Ew, your pentons suck. Exactly. <laughs> what is that? Like a cross? Ew, is that an eagle? Ew, could you not grow a full mustache? That's weird. Yeah, what's wrong with your mustache? Ew, it's like you just look like a booger collector. Oh, look at him. He's getting mad. <laughs> look at the little guy. Because they, they they are like eight feet tall. Oh, I don't they know. Are. I just know. I just know that they're much like bigger and just the perfect specimen. Don't say that. What? I'm not very tall. Well, I'm just saying. Say I'm flawless. Say I'm perfect. They're like the gold people from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I didn't even find any of them attractive. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 Joke's on you. Your hotness doesn't translate. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So that's my story about what could be going on in Antarctica. But like I've been saying all day, like many of these ideas today, I can only end with this one thing that we will truly never know the truth until we see it with our own eyes. Is this really the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it's done. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Can I end with this? Yeah, sure. Am I I'm gonna end your story. <laughs> yeah, you get, go for it. I feel like after this theory Which one? I can <laughs> uh the Antarctica underneath the ice. I mean fuck Atlantis. Yes. Atlantis underneath the ice. Or an ancient civilization that's so like I'll settle with thriving. Atlantis. Yeah. That's good. Atlantis. Um, I feel like after this theory, I am fully on board, mm-hmm. and that is why we're I moving to Antarctica. Fully disagree with global warming, and I will I will run my my car twenty four seven from now on because Daddy needs to melt that ice because mm-hmm. Daddy needs a new castle. Well, so what I was saying was that there's beliefs that 
the the thing connecting is that there is an ancient civilization there. It's not that Atlantis... Oh, so people already live in those castles? Well, they're saying that Atlantis is underneath the ice frozen, or there is one that's still thriving. Oh, I'm going to so be two different so places. fucking bummed out when I melt all that ice, and then I get down there, and someone's like, ooh, I... Like you must be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> they're gonna be like, Oof. we kind of like, how much is an apartment? And they're like, one bedroom, five thousand. I'm like, oh, I can't afford to live here. Oh no. That's like not like the like <laughs> like really. It would be like billions of dollars, but you went for something that people actually pay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it. I told you that. Don't you? Don't I you, can pay half a month's rent. Please let me live here. Don't you Atlantis shame me? Fifteen days, please. But it's Atlantis. It's nicer there. Yeah. Take all my savings. <laughs> anyway, well, um, wow, David, that was very insightful about yeah. that whole continent. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Don't go there though. NASA will blow you up. It's true. Just watch like a Vice documentary or something about it. Yeah. Yeah, you get the gist. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I almost said watching, listening to this. We love telling you these stories, and we love that you listen. If you guys want any more information, go to campstrange.com. If you want any of the hyperlinks to our social media, they are all there. If you want some merch, they're there too. If you want to send us anything, send it to campstrangepodcast at gmail.com, and we will respond to it most likely. Um, if you guys could leave us a review, rate, review, subscribe, we'd love that too. If you can't, that's fine too. I'm not going to give you a birthday present. I wouldn't anyway. I can't afford it. I can't even afford this $5,000 apartment I'm in debt for. But, David, before we sign off, what else do we have in the store for these lovely folks and campers? They got a zip line. It snapped in third grade, but you can probably find a new rope. The zip line snapped in whose third grade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You know who else got that snapped? Hmm? You into a Slim Jim. So I'm a Slim Jim. Well, no, you snapped into a Slim Jim. A Dave Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. A Slim gym. Dave. You're not slim. I wish. <laughs> You're not eight feet tall in gold. Snap into a Slim Jim. I got a Slim Jim for you. Uh, you got a raccoon. It's got no teeth. I got Violet Beauregard, and she's Violet. Which means she's a giant blueberry, and you're going to roll her out of here, Willy Wonka. Got Dave Matthews' passport. We got Dave Grohl's beer. Beer or beard? Both. You ever seen that man without a beard? No. Oh, Ooh. yes. Uh, Nirvana. Yeah, but the later on? No. There's a reason that beard's there. <laughs> I've got that big old fist that's actually Dave Grohl's chin <laughs> that you don't know about because he keeps it hidden with the beard because if he did shave he would just be uppercutting people all day i got a mohawk no you don't what i'm looking oh, at I you don't you got a reverse mohawk yes <laughs> i got frosted tips i got free tattoos come I, on over i got a prince albert oh. <laughs> oh, come on don't make him think about that I've got the end of an episode. Finish it. <laughs> I got it. No, I'm telling you to finish oh, this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Okay, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, David, do you have anything to say before we leave? Uh, snap into a Slim Jim. Fuck you. And don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>